Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport FNR. That's gis.sport FNR. Victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top or Stanley? It doesn't matter! Costa Barbarousas! For the final time tonight here on the Oz Football Hour, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's the moment we've been waiting for here in the studio. The A-League's Grand Final, the A-League Men's Grand Final is upon us and we're going to be uh, getting in early. There's no, no, no better time, they always say, to do a Saturday night Grand Final preview than on a, a Tuesday evening. Well, there you go. And we don't know, um, so we don't know the lineups with the pure speculation. Uh, Nikolai Topper Stanley's been ruled out, we've just seen. So that's how we know that one. Okay, so that, that's that's one line. A- a- any word on, on Stephen Lustiger? Obviously, he made his return from injury, but then subsequently had to uh, come, come back, straight back off. off. No, haven't heard anything else. Well, fingers crossed, because I, I really, really do hope that. Uh, he can be involved in in some capacity. I mean, that that is probably one of the heading into this this grand final, seven forty five p.m. Of course, at Amy Park, Western United up against Melbourne City. I think that is probably one of the the big talking points heading into this game is the amount of injuries that Western United have had to deal had to deal with throughout this final mm-hmm. season and the way they've really uh, the players who have filled in have. Stepped up to the stepped up to the plate and have put them on the verge of 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 what would be a, a historic historic victory. I, I guess we touched in the review of the semi-finals what they're they're moving into uh, to Saturday night. So again, all credit to Western United on a, on a fantastic season to uh, to make it to their first grand final and uh, against Melbourne City, who have been the juggernaut. Really, this is their third grand final in a row. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. Uh, how that all pans out. Uh, tickets will be available, I'm sure, for a lot of people, but there'll be enough noise and enough of a crowd to make it a real spectacle. So if you can't make the game, make sure you tune in and watch it. I'm actually looking forward to it and taking the, the family along. Um, we talked about match matchups too. Do you want to run through some of those, Lockie? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, there are a lot of one-to-one battles that I think mm-hmm. are going to be very important on the weekend. I think there, there are two that really stand out for me, and with the one of them does sort of depend on who, whether or not this particular player will be yeah. starting. But if Marco Tilio, after his promising performance, match-winning performance on the left for Melbourne City after he came off the bench against Adelaide, uh, is enough to earn him a start, very curious to see how he goes up against a recently returned from injury Josh Risden, a, a Josh Risden who both pre- and post-injury in the last few weeks has been a really, really solid performer in... What's been a pretty tight Western United defence? That's that's uh, for me. That's one of the, the the biggest. I think the other one I'd throw in the mix as well. 
uh, ha- has got to be Leo Lacroix coming ag- yep. up against Jamie McLaren, not least because over over the stretch, the games these sides have played together. And let's not for- forget, Melbourne City have not beaten Western United this season. Yeah, uh, Western hold the edge. They're the only team to have, have won between either of these two sides. There have obviously been uh, some draws as well. Uh, but in all of those games, the consistent theme is that Leo Lacroix has really done more often than not an, a bang-up job of keeping one of the league's most potent strikers in Jamie McLaren quite quiet. So I think that is, for me, almost almost the biggest uh, one-to-one battle of this game. Is there any any others you'd like to throw into the mix? Not really. I mean, Josh Risden was amazing on uh, on Saturday. I, I looked at him and we're going, you remember, he was he was starting for the soccer is the last World Cup, um, which is it's pretty pretty amazing. So the fact that where he's, he's gone to from there or since then is um, a bit disappointing, but he seemed to get a little bit of form back. So again, Risden on Tilio or Risden on uh, on Berenguer would be an interesting one going forward. Also probably Naboot, I guess, say, that would be down the side at some stage. The Lacroix and McLaren one is very, very interesting. So we talked about Melbourne City having beaten Western United this year. They hadn't beaten Adelaide United either going into last Well, Sunday. that was their first win against the top four team yeah, all correct. year. So as people kept, um, kept pushing. So I think that probably goes out the window come Saturday night uh, in terms of the head-to-head uh, battle. McLaren might have a little bit extra uh, in terms of what he wants to do. So he missed the win last year and um, from memory of going back to the Sydney FC one in Sydney, I don't think he scored and didn't have much of a Did influence. Did not, no. All right, no. so no influence, no start, and then now he's uh, the third third chance for Melbourne City here. Oh. So he'll have a bit of motivation, I'm sure. And uh, look, it's been a criticism that's thrown up at been thrown up at Jamie McLaren this season. Is mm-hmm. does he turn up for the big games uh, when, when when certain when he comes up against the league's best yep. centre backs, the ones who know how to play against his sort of uh, style of yep. channel of running coaching, and, yeah. and, and pacing yep. behind or positioning yourself in the right uh, spot where the ball breaks, mm-hmm. uh, he can can go a little bit a little bit quiet. So. A great chance of him from a personal level to be directly involved in in the grand final win for City, but also to maybe uh, maybe silence a, a few of the critics that have, have cropped up this season. Absolutely, and then and also you know for the national team as well, it's when the, the lower Asian countries he will score against rather than the more the higher ranked one as well has mm. been that criticism leveled yes. at him. But you know, fair play to him; he's over twenty goals sort of most most seasons that he's played, and his his output is tremendous. So. It wouldn't surprise me to see him score. And we talk about not turning up in big games. They hadn't beaten Adelaide or a top four team, and he scored the winner on Saturday, Sunday. It, it was so, handed to him on. But it's still got to be there. There's a the copper l- platter, not correct. a silver yeah. platter. So, but- yeah, it's an interesting one. There's also a little bit of extra motivation. We talked about Lockie Wales and how he was sort of underappreciated and underutilised at Melbourne City. Most of the same people are still there, so he's got that to play for. Neil Kilkenny is an ex-City player, um, rather virus thin at Perth Glory. He seems to be the general for Western United and really um, uh, shoring things up and basically uh, his nice loud voice making sure that the ball is going in the direction that it should be. Mm. Uh, and John the on-field Al- coach. Yeah, he is. And, and yeah, absolutely. And John John Aloisi uh, obviously got his start at, uh, as a player at Melbourne Heart and then, um, and then coaching. So uh, there's a little bit of for them to play for as well. I, I, I'm not sure. Excuse me. I'm not sure how this game is going to play out. It's. I, I don't think it's going to be high scoring, uh, given Western United's no. you know one nils 
uh, has pretty much got them uh, through. And they got two of them this season yeah, against Melbourne City of the three games that they played. Yeah, so I don't think expected to be high scoring. I expect it to be um, fairly tight. Interesting. Yeah, I know. I think I think that will be be true. Is there is there a particular player who you think is for either side most likely to sort of be that? If if indeed we do head down the route of a very tense uh, nil all mm-hmm. kind of game, that that looms as a as a potential game breaker. I mean, I think we touched on that in the semi. I think Priyovich has just shown that he can do it on the big stage, it, yeah. right? So he's he's the key guy for them, and being such a tall. Target man in doing it with his head and with his feet. Yeah. I mean, w- with the exception of the first leg of the semi final, he's come up with extremely important contributions in yeah. each of the finals games, scoring the winner against Wellington with a well taken finish, uh, two well taken finishes yep. against victory in the second leg to provide them the win plus the assist. I mean, if, if, he, if he is able to uh, remember, maybe that's another interesting battle because. If he's able to wrestle free of the the clutches of Curtis Good, for Nuno, example, yeah, Nuno race, yeah, then I think he could really be in a position to to dominate this game and and get the sort of runners either side of him involved. Because the other thing is uh, against Curtis Good, I actually think that in the inverse way to the Lacroix and mm-hmm. McLaren battle. Alex Priyovich has probably had uh, had Curtis Curtis Good's number when they've come up against each other this year. Yeah, it's uh, he, he definitely looks as the the match winner for me from the from the United side of things. And um, City's defense has looked shaky. You know, Goods looked a bit shaky. Glovers looked very shaky last few games. You know, Race and um, and and Jenkinson are the, and Jamison are the real really cagey old pros in the back line that uh, have really proven themselves. I don't think – I haven't seen Jenkinson do much wrong this season in terms of every time he gets the ball and occasionally gone forward to kick some goals as well or score mm. some goals for them too. be interesting one. I think that the most – the person that's going under the radar a lot this season sure. and, and Saturday night will be for City is Matthew Leckie. Um, if you think when he started coming back to the A-League, he's such a uh, wonderful overseas career in the, in the Bundesliga and, and a mainstay of the Socceroos for – this will be, what, three campaigns um, – that he really looms as quite the threat because he started so slowly um, in the A-League and people were saying, oh, what's he, what's he doing here? And then he had that purple patch just uh, before Christmas, yeah. over Christmas, where he was scoring so regularly, um, providing assists, banging in some, uh, some really good goals. And then he got injured, or COVID, I think, and then he and he's missed. He's been quite flat coming back. So he's he's due to turn one on the big stage at some stage. And, and b- believe you me, that feedback, uh, those opinions, did not escape the attention of Patrick Isnorbo, who was very quick after yep. he was asked about Matt Leckie's performance in the semi final second leg, which was very good. Yep. Um, to remind the uh, the journo types who were there, that the media elites, uh, if you want to call them, the, so you, you were, I was there, yeah, so yeah, okay. certainly not the media elites. <laughs> yep. uh, but anyway, uh, certainly quick to remind them that you guys, you know, you, you were you were on his back at the start of the season. No one rated him, and and look where he is now. And I think it's it's funny because despite their sort of different um, realities as clubs and different. Um, not financial means, mm-hmm. but you know, to to an extent, I guess that's kind of true. City is always going to trump every other team in the league. Um, Salary capped league, I believe both, he said. Sorry, they're but but no, <laughs> don't. Sorry, that that is it, to, to suggest that that isn't there is, is disingenuous. We're talking about off field, yes. That's I'm a joking. completely different, yes. completely different podcast. Yeah. Um, 
we don't have we don't have time for that at the moment. But they're sort of motivated by similar things. The yeah. these sides, they're sort of feeling that other teams don't like them, fans don't respect them, and I think that's a, as a subplot to this game. Obviously, winning the grand final is the sort of most important part. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, that's the that's the, the the fundamental thing. But I do think there there's a really fascinating second narrative emerging out of all of this, which um, Joey Lynch has, has put very nicely, I think, in his piece on The Guardian. You can head over to his Twitter to check it out. Um, but the little subplot is the battle to win maybe some respect in in the A-League because, as I said, these two sides, a big core mm-hmm. of what's pushed them this year is the perception that everyone else is is against them. It was kind of funny listening to Jamie McLaren uh, say a lot of the things he was saying at the full-time whistle that... Um, dynasty, pe- wasn't it? Dynasty. Dynasty. Yeah. Uh, people don't believe in them. Yeah. Um, people have been critiquing them all year because of who they are. A lot of that stuff, I've spoken to a lot of Western United players this year. Uh, a lot of their narratives are quite similar. I mean, the videos from John Aloisi at the end of the game, he was saying, start of this season, no one gave us a chance to do this. Yeah. No one believed we were capable of it. And look where we are now. We proved them wrong. So there is clearly a really big big desire to win some respect and appreciation for both of these sides. Yeah, Western, because they've been uh, a bit ramshackle, the crowds have been poor, they haven't yep. delivered on what people... These are the criticisms uh, that people have made. Um, they haven't delivered the promises that they made, whereas for City, it's to shake that expectation of, oh, well, you should be this good. You are the money bags team of the A-League. Like, this is just your standard. Yeah, I think... What I think with that, Lockie, though, is if you talk about dynasties and eras of, of the A-League men's, everyone talk about Rossalona and Brisbane Roar and what Ange did with them in terms of their success. And then they talk about Sydney FC and their sustained success and Melbourne Victory and their sustained success over, over different sort of uh, mini eras, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But no one's talking about City in the same in the same boat. Are they? They're not putting it in the same boat. Well, saying, how good has City and, been and- in the last three seasons? Because I guess... With the comp on the nose, a touch, the crowd's down, the TV rights, the issues, the uncoupling, all of that stuff has happened over the last few years. No crowds, the rest of it, um, you know, Glory and Phoenix stuck in, you know, hubs and all the rest of it that, that they're not really given the, the kudos they probably deserve. If they win on Saturday night, absolutely. That's- Do you think it will come? For them, do you think people will finally sort of say we have to give you your, your, your proper it should do. It should do, but people expect them to do that. What about for Western United? Do you think people will finally sort of uh, accept what they've brought to the league, and and will the will I, the critics quiet down? I hope so, because um, I hope so, because the whole establishment of Western United was based on. Um, having Melbourne rivalries and Melbourne derbies. So they've had one True. in the semi-final and they've got one in the final coming up. So yeah, to, to, it'll justify I mean, that. Absolutely. And hopefully it'll, it'll kickstart them in terms of attracting extra fans, um, you know, fast-tracking the stadium. Yeah, to be able, to, to, be able so, to head yeah, into yeah. next season saying we are the best of the Victorian clubs. Yeah. Um, you know, these these two massive entities, uh, we've we've uh, Which then, made it, them look second-rate. would be a huge terms deal for of, any yeah, marketing correct, campaign. Correct. In terms of members and crowds... They're not the two. They're not the biggest club in Melbourne, neither of them. But in terms of success, they can be right. So they can change that. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. they can be. But the question, the question is, before we before we head out, we do have to to do the normal, the standard yeah, okay. procedure and go with a prediction. Uh, Jason, I'll I'll let you uh, take the lead. What, how do you see this game going? I'm going to the same scorecard as as last year's grand final. I'm going to go City three one. Three one to yep. City. Wow. Yep. Ooh. You know what? 
I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I think you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, what you got? I think Western are going to do it. Okay. I think they they have shown this season that they have had more often than not the measure mm-hmm. of City. And I know you you will will say to me that that regular season results don't necessarily factor in, but I think tactically from those games, these two sides haven't shifted all that much. Yeah. City have got the same vulnerabilities that they've had all season. You know, uh, defending pace in behind in yeah. particular. Granted, Western United have struggled with that a little bit as well. But whoever gets the first goal in this game is going to win it. I think it will take a while to come. But I think Alex Prijevic will get it in extra time and Western United will climb the mountain. What score? 1-0. 1-0. 1-0 after extra time, Alex Prijevic. 1-0 to the Western boys. Uh, How fitting, if it does indeed happen, that that be the... uh, the closing narrative, United, the closing closing narrative of Western United season. But uh, despite our split predictions, one thing is absolutely for certain: we don't need a crystal ball for this. Uh, it's going to be an ent- entertaining game. There's going to be a great noise, and uh, yeah, make sure you're watching it. And we'll be here next week, same time, six to seven on a Tuesday here on Football Nation Radio on the Oz Football Hour to uh, to debrief it regardless of who emerges as the victor. But for the final time tonight, uh, thanks very much for your company. If you've missed any of the show from myself and Jason Goldsmith, you can uh, catch it on the replay of the stream or on your preferred podcast platform. But uh, this time next week, we've got our grand final review. We'll see you then. Victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top or Stanley? It doesn't matter! Costa Barbarousas! Wow! Unbelievable kick. Come on here.